Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week? Ryan, on this week's show, I am delivering another totally original idea with another first podcast on the right segment where I'm going to gross you out. What about you, Ryan? This week, I am going to be discussing Kama Sutra, Philosophical Guide to Contentment, or Ancient Indian Smut. You be the judge. And there is an actual living superhero, and you probably don't know his name. Mm. But before we get into that, let's talk about something that actually matters. Is it really a big old Italian kiss if you don't say big old Italian kiss, Tyler? Well, the example I always give is when you're trying to do something shady, you wink and then you say wink. Oh, that is so good. I am going to ask you for more of these. Mm. Yes, when you go wink, wink. Very good. But I think everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. That big old Italian kiss where you take your fingers and you you wrap them together into a point, like a like a dumpling of sorts. And for some reason, it's non-threatening. Not it, at all. It, it, but it's brought up like a claw, and yet you know it is to express joy. There is a passion involved with it that only an Italiano can give it to you. You bring it <laughs> to your lips, and you... Mwah, you throw it into the air. Is this cultural appropriation? Right, but it's beautiful. It's be- it's like saying Asians are good at math. It's not offensive to anybody. I think that's positive racism. You're exactly right. A passionate Italiano is right on that same line, Ty. Okay, that's The fair. same way that, you know, Japanese people can drift into a parking spot. <laughs> so, you, so you put it to your lips, you throw it in the air, and you say... Big old Italian kiss. <laughs> yes, yes. Does anybody do it without saying that? Because I feel like it's an incomplete gesture. Well, I don't think Italians actually say it. I think what? when they do it, it's like getting Brazil nuts in Brazil. It's They're just nuts. Is it like <laughs> sauce for the spaghetti? Is They call it gravy? Are we in the same place? <laughs> Ew. What? That's disgusting. I believe that to be 100% true. I think it is an Italian thing, at least been made famous in Italian movies that they oh. call sauce. They call it gravy. Pass the gravy. You're, you're, a, you're a wacky people. So what... <laughs> that's hateful that's hateful the word wacky i don't know wacky we're gonna have to we're gonna have to check that one out so so you hold it to your mouth you throw it up in the air you say big old italian kiss now i've i've been kind of working that into my show and when i say show i mean just my life mm-hmm. a big old italian kiss has become a big part of who i am now as a person like what do you think about that i think that it's very accurate i've seen you do it multiple times sure. and you do this to yourself I'm getting better at it the thing is very much like the first country that the Nazis invaded was their own. Mm. These these hypotheticals, these mental games you play with others, sure. you are your first victim. I, you are your greatest victim. You're talking about when I first started saying, bruh, exactly. making fun of people. You know what? Exactly. I've, I've stopped saying, bruh. Now I'm calling everybody player. <laughs> like, like a Wait, with an ER? What's up, player? <laughs> I sound like an asshole. It's, at least say player. All right. We can- <laughs> This is embarrassing. And we're going to cut it all out. I promise the show is going somewhere. You got to go soft day, not hard R. Has anybody ever done jazz hands without saying jazz hands, right? No. If, if you're just doing just the fingers, you look like you're having a stroke. Well, and well, I was.
was going to say, you look like an idiot. Yeah, that's true. Although that, with that correlation, now I'm saying that everybody who has a stroke looks like an idiot while they're doing it. And that's not the message that I want to put out. There. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. So follow along as we express ourselves with our fingers. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. going on everybody and welcome to session 107 that is incredible crazy i just i mean we're racking these things up like insert something funny here tyler like i don't e- know episodes on a podcast like episodes on a podcast yeah. i think you really saved that tyler thank you now one thing that this podcast is all about and we've already discussed it on the pregame which you and i warm up and we put it 30 seconds after the show we discussed a lot on there, this week's pregame there was a lot going on <laughs> it was a bit i mean it is a we we basically just recorded a cry for help and we're letting you guys <laughs> kind of listen in like a fly on the wall isn't that what all of these are yes <laughs> that's why we call them sessions tyler that's right and and it kind of leads into what i'm talking about here The narrative for this show is you and I trying to decipher between our true selves and our protective layer, the personality Mm. that we've taken on to protect ourselves from being vulnerable and human relationships. Are you familiar with this, Tyler? Uh, Human relationships, not really, but I understand all the other stuff. My personality is just a shield to keep people away from the tapioca (laughs) core of myself. It is. You see the behavior. And so and in all of us, like those people that you meet that are automatically angry. You know, and it is a, a defense mechanism sure. to protect themselves and without them even realizing that they're doing it. Ours is uh, is humor. Wacky. H- wacky humor. Sure. Yeah. Yours is super nice. Mine is a little bit more pointed. <laughs> but together we make one moral person. <laughs> I'd like to think so. So I, I, I kind of want to set the tone for the show here because that's the thing is you and I, it's the ebb and the flow of what's funny and what's true. So mm. I'm going to ask you this and I hope that it, it, it has the right feeling for where I want to go with today's show as we mature a little bit, okay? Oh, that doesn't sound fun. Under what circumstances would you let a friend f*** in your car? Should I, let me say, let me try that again. <laughs> Under what circumstances would you let a friend have sex in your car, Tyler? <laughs> I want to keep it and bleep it, but man, did that F word hit hard. The juxtaposition Jeez. of who we truly are, Tyler. <laughs> because this question was raised to me this week, and I think it's an interesting one. I, and I, 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 there's no no boundary in which uh, I wouldn't set. You can have my car. Take it. What? Yeah, absolutely. You're not worried about uh, bodily fluids. You're not worried about a like a see and not 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 really i want to express myself but i don't want to do it in a sophomoric way we always say we're smart enough to figure out how to do this okay this is the challenge tell me if i'm doing it okay are you not worried about a dirty butthole rubbing (laughs) on your upholstery no did i (laughs) (laughs) oh man as usual i regret having asked this question because i just want to be a good friend okay So I'm going to go where my head went with it, okay? Because okay. you're obviously the most liberal. <laughs> of course. Of, you're like the Caligula of the Corolla. Yeah, I, I let, I, you know, obviously it'd have to be a friend of mine. That's I, what I'm asking. I, I would No, but I was just about to follow that up with saying, I let a friend use my bed. Like, I don't I don't care. Now, what did you do afterwards with the sheets? Like, now, do you wash your sheets? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't know if yeah. this was like your thing. This I don't isn't know. a Marriott. I'm going to take the sheets <laughs> off and put some clean ones on. Uh, just a, a little... 
director's cut. <laughs> We're not insinuating that Marriott doesn't wash the sheets. I am. Okay. I am. That's it, only one Menendez. <laughs> So nonetheless, I, hold, on, hold on. I'm sorry. This is where you draw the line. All the things you say and you're going to bed for the Marriott. Marriott is a powerful family <laughs> that I'm not looking true. to take on, Tyler. That's true. I'm sure there's been a couple Marriott's on Epstein's <laughs> Island. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty sheets. <laughs> take me back to a safer and better time. Good God, man. <laughs> I'm giving that a moment to breathe because we can't put that on there. That's a, I, I believe that's a crime what I just did. I'm pretty sure. So so here's my my general idea with that is that there's a pecking order. Like we can't just be a dude that I run into at the gym and now he wants to go bang in my trunk. <laughs> exactly. So, so yes. yeah, I just, yes. I don't know. It kind of really got me working. I don't have an answer to it. I just think it's something that we should all reflect on. So when that situation happens, we don't look like a bastard. You know what I mean? Be ready. Absolutely. Because when you said it, you said, what situation would you allow your friend to use your car? I'm not saying let, you know, Four homeless guys banging my car uh, to create a soup kitchen. Sure, sure. I, I would lend it to a friend. And that's obviously a dire situation. Okay. Hey, Tyler, let me use your car so I can have sex with this girl. I understand. Bro, what do you have going on in your life right now? Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, and you have to assume that that person was recently thrown out of their parents' house. Tyler, let's move on. I mean, we get stuck in the... in the. I mean, this hypothetical person's getting laid more than I am. So we good for them. Should we stay here? I'm trying to develop an ear for the podcast and wonder, should we stay here? But <laughs> keep going. Let's keep going. Now, Tyler, I told you that I was going to have a hear ye, hear ye. Did you by any chance put one together? I did not. No, oh, okay. I was, I was going to react to yours. No problem. Now, let's go ahead and let's just dive right in. Tyler and I use this opportunity to make rules for people who have run amok. And right now we are in Super Bowl season, Tyler. Super Bowl. Well, Super Bowl weekend is coming. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's pretty big, man. Yeah, tomorrow there's going to be a foosball game played between the Bengals and the... Oh, we're bad at this. LA Rams. Thank you. So we'll edit that to make us seem more much. We know football. Now here's the deal. There's something that happens this time of year that just drives me crazy. I'm not talking about the mass exodus of prostitutes to wherever the Super Bowl is. Are uh, you, that's are you, a, a good thing. Are you familiar with this? No, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, review. it makes sense. Weekend Review Super Bowl weekend. I believe the biggest weekend for prostitutes uh, on the calendar. Really? Yes. Eat yes. your heart out, Christmas. And that's a sad <laughs> prostitute banging day. Just, you think even prostitutes take the day off for Christmas? Yeah, it depends on their family situation, <laughs> Tyler. Uh, also, um, here's what it is. Every year I see these ads. Super Bowl is famous for football, but they're also famous for ads. And there is mm -hmm. one thing that just drives me crazy. We need a little bit of realism in advertising. <laughs> okay. Hey, chip companies. Stop putting the chips in a bowl. Nobody eats chips out of a bowl. We open up the, the bag. We put our grubby little mitts in there. Nobody dirties up a bowl. From now on, no more chips in a bowl. Hear ye, hear ye. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and nobody's lit. You're setting a standard that nobody can live up to. Much like Kim Kardashian's waist to hip ratio. Mm -hmm. We can't all be out here dirty in bowls, Tyler. And it's and it's too much. Ryan, you have said the hear ye, hear ye, so I cannot go against it. However, I do have to point out that I think your um um my ire? No, no, no. That's on full display. I think it's all perfectly placed. I, I think your low class is showing. <laughs> 
What are you talking about? You just eat it right out of the bag. You don't even put it into a bowl. Listen, That's some low class behavior. You you heathen. Listen, Bezos. <laughs> listen, Musk. If you're out here eating out of bowls, that just goes to show you that you don't care about water distribution and all the people who need a special straw to drink bacteria free water. Mm. You guys are bastards, and it makes me sad. We'll talk about it on the Depression Index. No one cares what the Depression what Index the is. is a machine that I built with my hands, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. How are you feeling this week, brother? I'm doing okay, Ryan. Yes. Uh, session 107, my theme for this week is... Yes. Can I ask you, did you take your pills this week, Tyler? Oh, yes. I actually have some news on that front, Ryan. Oh, I've heard a little bit about this. I have just quit cold turkey. Screw what my doctor says. Uh, it, what, uh, what, screw what my doctor says. Are you worried about the repercussions, Tyler? Let's actually get into this because it's funny and I like it, but I'm also scared and I'm going to go ahead and bar my door shut when I go to sleep tonight. It's probably for the best. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am obviously kidding. You never quit cold turkey from, from medication. That is a recipe for disaster. Sure. Um, or I should say mental health medication. I don't want to be that universal with. Anyway. I have cut my medication in half. Wow, that's great, Tyler. I know. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just for who knows where this is going to end up, but just for your trail breakerness, you getting out there and trying something different, I salute you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I'm proud of you. So uh, go on. Yeah, it's um every time I've because I've been taking medication for maybe a decade now, give or take. Yeah. And five to ten years, and every time I've ever thought about. Getting off of it, starting to get off of it, there's always that anxiety that arises, which is, am I going to be able to do this? I'm feeling it right now, and, sure. Sh while looking into my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Lord, help us. No, I mean, I'm, I, I genuinely support you, and I'm really proud of you. I no, heard you no, talking no. about and it the I, other night. And I appreciate it. Um, I am, uh, for the first time ever, I thought about getting off of it, and I am totally at peace with the, with the great, idea. That's great, Tyler. So. That's great. Well, I'm sure me and Don't fuck me over, buddy! The rest of the Haitian army support you. I hope so. Well, my theme for this week is epiphanies, Ryan. Epiphany, when I say epiphany, what do you think of? That terrible wordplay breakfast at epiphanies that we made the name of the show on. You made the name I of know, the show. I know, and I'm so disappointed with myself. Well, thanks for nothing. Sure. <laughs> epiphanies. Uh, when I used to think of epiphanies, I used to think of these big grand things where the beams of light would rain down from the sky. A eureka moment. And a eureka moment, which they are, sure. but they also can come in the forms of very small perspective shifts. Yeah, I think that most of them are subtle. Very and, and subtle. And we don't reflect on them. Absolutely. And I had an epiphany this week, a very subtle one. Sure. But I have been in a creative rut over the last month or so, and I realized one of the main problems, I realized this earlier today, is that, or yesterday, is that I take things out from the world, how I always used to do this. I take ideas out from the world, make a segment, put it into the system. What I've been doing recently is going into the system trying to find some segment that'll sure, work sure. and then create something there. And that's not how I'm supposed to be doing this. Sure, that's so, not amused. Not at all. Yep. I've been keeping myself confined and it is such a small perception shift, but I think it's a very big one equally. My creativity has been off also. Is there any kind of idea that our other job is super hectic right now? And really, I, I have to think about it a lot more than I do at other times. And it has really rattled me because I am a giant infant with a beard. Mm, yeah. 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 But it's a hell of a beard. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's yeah, to yeah. cover up all my insecurities. And you have 
It's doing a damn thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you have four jobs. You got, you brought a kid into this I world. Know, I know. I've what the hell? Kicking myself in the ass every single day. You're dude. not even getting anything back from it. Get a job, you hippie. I know. I want to, I want to put a yoke around him like an oxen, <laughs> but apparently there's laws against that. So I will just uh, dismount from this. Uh, depression index by saying just be aware of these little slight changes in our life that could actually make um, huge benefits. I love it, Tyler, and that's a beautiful sentiment, but that's not going to get you out of spinning that wheel. Get up there and <laughs> spin that wheel, brother! I've had another epiphany. I don't want to do this too this bad, week. Too I'm, bad. A, I'm at a five! Too bad, you bastard! Two! You I gotta be honest with you, the cat of nine tails stings nowhere near as much as your words do. Mm, cat of nine lives, the, Tyler. The bitch was a little much. Get up! I, I guess just the idea of me being a dominatrix over you is getting it up. Not just a, yeah, yeah, no, I no. should never have unzipped your mask, Tyler. Now, I'm going to be telling you something that is going to shock you, Tyler. Thank you, mistress. Are you a back in the box? <laughs> Are you familiar with, over the years, I have put questionable things in my body for not physical fitness, but to look jacked. Sure, sure. I have at different times in my life, not now, taken anabolic steroids. Mm -hmm. I have at different times in my life, not now, taken testosterone. Mm. I have done all these things for my vanity, Tyler. Sure. Are you familiar with this? We've met. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. 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 Yeah. And now here is why I am discussing this on the air. One would say, why are you doing this? And now that I've said it out loud, I'm not too sure. Mm, yeah. But here is why. Much like women talking about an eating disorder or, and I, excuse me, let me fix that. Much like a person talking about an eating disorder. I was going to say, I've got an eating disorder. The reason why I went to women is because exactly why I'm talking about this. Because it's associated with women and the unfair standards that we put on their beauty in society. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been guilty of it in the past. I've seen the fappening. Sorry, everybody. But the fact that- You didn't have to study it for weeks on end. I believe that there is a code in there if you really pay attention, Tyler. If you look at all the birthmarks, you'll see that they when you connect those dots- Dan Brown is trying to tell us something, Tyler. <laughs> so, this is the most elaborate one yet. Hold it upside down. So here is the situation. I want to discuss, and I don't mean to make it gender specific because it's true for humans, male, female, everything in between and on the exterior. For sure. I want to talk about male body issues, and the reason why I say male is because, number one, I don't believe that that's talked about very much, and also because it's the only gender that I've ever associated with. So, hashtag me too soon. Hashtag me too soon. Hashtag, oh, hashtag me too as well. Is what it's Beige like. trash. Now, mm. the fact of the matter is, is that I do believe, especially us living down here in Miami, and I believe we are in more of a vain culture than, let's say, people in Wyoming or sure. people in Mexico in some places. You know, I do believe that it's more magnified here. I could be wrong about that. Now, the fact of the matter is, is I think that through my life now, as I get older and I want to maintain not just the way that my body looks, but the way that my body works, having to let go of some of these things and truly uh, value myself and learn to see the beauty in you and I have discussed that you and I have probably some form of body dysmorphia. Oh, absolutely. Not, not probably. Absolutely. And when you go into the gyms and you, you see the most muscular men in there, I'm telling you, made up stat, nine out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, have some form of body dysmorphia where The Rock, not saying him specifically, looks in the mirror and says, 
you pussy. You're not big enough. Look at you, bro. Look at your little tiny twig arms. Mm -hmm. And the rest of us are like, chill, bro. You're there. You're there. You've won. You've won the gym. You can stop (laughs) eating the weights, player. So uh, I just think that I want to get out there and I'm happy to take the slings and the arrows of, hey, guys feel this shit too. I have many times in my life and still to this day looked in the mirror and not felt like enough, not felt like my look is where society wants it to be. Mm -hmm. And I know that problem stems from me, not from society. Absolutely. I have made some serious headway with my body dysmorphia simply by acknowledging that whenever I look in the mirror, what I'm seeing is not real. It's like being on drugs. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm on drugs right now. It's all good. I know you think your heart's about to explode, you're cool, bro. Mm-hmm. So I, And if it does, what are you going to do exactly about it? Exactly right. I'm going to think this thing straight. So this idea, I don't even want to end it on a, a corny, stupid idea of finally loving who you actually are, mm-hmm. imperfections and all. But man, that is quite the journey that we're all on. For sure. This week, I am loving who I am more and more. And I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm stressed out. Lose a finger and over it. Going. Always back to the fingers with you. I am at a four this week. One, yeah. two, three, you can have the pinky. I don't need a pinky. I don't. What am I, a baseball player? What am I going to do with this thing? I need at least five of them. All right, Tyler. Uh, that was great. I feel this has been a very vulnerable show for me. I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, you made these decisions coming into this. What's your deal today? Uh, you know, future Ryan always hates past Ryan. We all know how that goes. Mm. Tyler, I need for you to get into my antique car. <laughs> I, can I honk the horn, please? Tyler, that is not the horn, and this is not a stick shift. We are going to, I think, Florida? Oh, man, I have not researched this at all, because we are going to talk about Bob Saget, Tyler. Mm. Where where did this transpire with Bob Saget? I do not know. Okay, Bob Saget, who was the father, most famously on the show Full House, has passed mm. away. Tyler didn't think that he deserved a happy death day. <laughs> You're really focused on this. It hurt me. It Why? Hurt me. Danny Tanner deserves all his respect. Not his name. And the fact of the matter is, we have found out some information on how he passed away. Yeah, it's it's chilling. I just way. want to talk about it. Sure. So please, I ask you to look into it because Lord knows I don't do any research. Mm-hmm. What'd you find out, Tyler? Uh, there's still very few um, uh, details out there. The family has decided to come out and inform the public the general idea of what happened. That an autopsy was done and it was found that he hit his head, simply went to sleep, uh, brain bleed, never woke up. Okay. That's terrifying on so many different levels. Do you, and the tone that you adopted to say it was a spot on. It, it was. I don't it, know if you've been working on that, but <laughs> you took Wacky off the shelf pretty quickly. It, it was very. It's a very somber. It is it, uh, a story. We always tell you know these things tongue in cheek, but it is a really sad story. And for anybody who cared about him, I'm sure it doesn't make much sense. Do we know how hard he hit his head? Because here's my thing. We, that's the thing. We don't know the details of the of slip and fall. I don't or... mean to. I don't mean to bring this back to me, but it's the. But you're going. To. prism in which i see all things now i have to worry about banging my head i'm very clumsy i mean i think you, we should have always be worried about banging our head not me man i've been <laughs> using it as a hammer as a crowbar <laughs> i've gotten into cars without the key and, and the fact of the matter is I, now i'm terrified mm. like if i sneeze too hard should i stay up for 48 hours <laughs> I, i'm dead serious tyler you know i i get scared well it's the equivalent of a brain aneurysm it can kill you at any time there's no knowing that it's there i mean you, you choose to live in fear of this thing that yes. may have it oh yes oh 
Oh, when, right. when, when terrorists well, supposedly started mailing out anthrax, I, I had about a three month time where I just was so, I was ready for it. You, I was ready you, for it. I thought I had anthrax at all times yeah. and I'm dead serious. You, I didn't know you were a hypochondriac like me. It's not that. I'm just always figuring worst case scenario. It's part of That's my- That's a hypochondriac. It's part of my journey, Tyler. Now and listen. You had a better chance of getting struck by lightning than receiving anthrax in the mail as that was happening. Tyler, you know- how afraid of being struck by lightning I am. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. That's true. I won't take a shower when it's storming outside. <laughs> I, guys, Google that. That's a real thing. Now, listen, Tyler, we're going long here. We, and we got a big second half. So let's go wrap my head in bubble wrap. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to put me in a bubble. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook, too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. So you wait a minute. Kim Jong-il, your boy. So nobody's allowed to be <laughs> friends with Kim Il-jong or whatever his name is? <laughs> it's Kim Jong-il. Yeah, like, I've, I've heard it both ways. Now I'm confusing myself. Yeah. But you called him my boy. What the hell is that? Well, you know what? I have a soft spot in my heart. Now, I, do I agree with everything that every one of my friends, what they do? Of course not. You hate. I'm rooting for you. Broom! Kim Il Jong. No, not, Don't say that. No, not what he's doing. He's doing all the bad things. I, I'm rooting for him to pull out of this tailspin. I'm hoping that he can learn from his mistakes. Is that so wrong? Now, now, do I condone his behavior? Weird Absolutely to, not. Weird place to place your flag. Those guys you hate. On your way home from this show tonight, could you give me a little text? You know, I don't usually get the house to myself. You know what I mean? I feel comfortable asking you that now with the car sex, you know? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. What does one have to do with another? I just want to make sure that my dick's not out when you get here. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> it. I mean, keep... All right. Yeah, that's fine. Well, listen, we're sure. going to have to stir the cake batter with something. Uh, I've been to one of those taste tests that you're talking about. For me, it was in like a liquor store, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. and it was like a weird kind of taste test. And we were really crammed in there, if I could be honest. But it was fun. We had a really nice time. This was the same thing, but it was... I went to a... It was a wine tasting slash friend's birthday it was this guy dan coolest guy in the world really really cool dude made up stat but it was it, no 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 look it up it was basically one room it was just a hallway 
It was huh. it was like a thin hallway or Is whatever. a hallway a room? And I uh yeah, it was a thin hallway of a room. It had four walls, but it was basically a hallway. We can review is a hallway a room. You have you have tickled my fancy. Yeah. Tyler. There's a lot going on right now. Have mm, you noticed? Mm, nothing about what I said, huh? Well, I, 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 I. There's a lot going on, right? I yes. related your story to the time that I did it. It mm. was about me, Tyler. Mm. I believe it was last Valentine's Day. Mm. A lot going on here, Tyler. Menendez Mansion getting a little bit of a shakeup. Uh, yeah. I mean, my layer's staying the same. Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I was I, gonna see if she could stay in there with you because <laughs> no, it is cramped. <laughs> Gotta get some bunk beds in this mother. <laughs> Yeah, for those who, I mean, you could. Yeah, for, excuse me, mother sexer, <laughs> I apologize. For those who don't know, the, um, I mean, I think the the housing market is pretty crazy all over, but here in Miami, it oh. is especially bad. We dipped our toe in going somewhere else, and boy, did we. It, it, I <laughs> it think was we, scalding. It was molten lava. We're like, no, no, please let us have this house. Please. Yep, yep. I'll whack a guy. I'll <laughs> off a guy. I'll, I'll whack off a guy. So uh, I don't doubt it. So we have another Nicole is moving in here. It has created all sorts of wackiness. And uh, I've never shared my my actual space like this before. Mm. And the reason that I bring it up, much like we talk about, which is maybe people can see some of themselves in some of these stories that we tell. I thought something that was really wholesome and nice is before we actually made this move, we sat down and had to talk about our fears about the future and what it meant. And it, it actually really helped me out a lot. Oh yeah. Discussing your fears is a way to release them. I mean, obviously. Or working towards releasing them and you guys get to see, you, you could be human with each other. So I thought that was a nice little mature moment that mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. And then I pooped in a suitcase. Tyler, let's do Week in Review. <laughs> Tyler, last week you stated genetic attraction was a strong sexual attraction developed between blood relatives who first met as adults. Has the science been regarded as bullshit? Yes. Oh, yeah. I also looked this up. Okay, what'd you get, Tyler? Sorry, that was an extremely wordy question, <laughs> but there was a lot I needed to explain. So, uh, yes, there are detractors of this, um, of this information. It's not... Uh, scientific fact okay. that is just hypothesized okay. that it's true. And the, for the people who say it's not real, uh, they also argue that people who say it are just arguing on behalf of incest. And that's the problem <laughs> is that everybody's got to choose a side of the aisle. One guy can't meet his mama somewhere <laughs> down the road and strike up a love interest. That is a, a romantic movie I would watch. Uh -huh. And as, maybe I've seen on the internet, uh -huh. Tyler. Uh -huh. Right. Yes. That time I deserved a point. Yeah, you did. You're just staring longingly into my incestuous I was eyes. To, I was trying to think of what to say. Ryan, last week you made a bunch of really, really terrible Rob Schneider impersonations. Or it was uh, introducing Rob Schneider. Sure. It was from South Park. And we asked, what the hell has he been up to? Did I look it up? Oh, yeah. I. This was going to be in my speed round. Is Rob Schneider an unctuous person? Oh, yeah. So go ahead. And I didn't want to draw any lines in this because perhaps he sees the world differently than I do. But I, what I read, the brief history of Rob Schneider doesn't paint him in the best of light. Well, I think the two 
things that stand out to me that are recent because I can't talk about old Rob Schneider. I don't like people pulling up things that people said 20 years ago Why not? and holding it against them because people can change. I have changed dramatically over the last 10 years. I think that if something happened 20 years ago, we should give this person the benefit of the doubt. That might not be who they are anymore. What's the cutoff then? Oh, I mean, uh, Nazi, you know, if you no, find no, out no, that you're I mean, a Nazi, you're fucked, bro. What's the amount of time where we're still allowed oh. to get the pitchforks and torches and chase you down the street? I, I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but depending on the crime and how long it's been, I, there's a lot of gray area. There. And that's the problem. Yeah. I think we need a. I think we need some sort of an equation, Tyler. Almost like a hear ye, hear ye, where uh, we could just tell people how long they're given. Three years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine. Fair enough. And I would like it if people would stop trying to cancel cancel culture. I think we're really weeding out some people who have done some barely bad things, Tyler. Are you saying you want to cancel, cancel, cancel culture? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, nice. I'm against it, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, just a couple of things. He was dropped by State Farm Insurance Company due to his anti-vaccination views. This was in 2014, ah. long before COVID. <laughs> and where was he? Has he has he visited Wuhan anytime recently? I don't think so. Okay. And uh, something that he recently did in 2021, he, on season six of The Masked Singer, spoiler alert, uh, it was found out he was the hamster. Really? Yeah. He didn't portray a Middle Eastern man as a terrorist? Nope, not well, him. Well, good for him. Yeah. Finally, he's growing up. Tyler, last week, we portrayed this man, Wim Hoth, to be some sort of friggin' superhero. Were we way off base? No. Oh, hell no. Did you look this up at all? No. no okay, no. I have just three or four quick little facts about this man, Wim Hof. And can you please describe to people what Wim Hof is? And I'm sure you- A are, god, he, a deity, a, 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 an extraterrestrial among men that make us seem like ants under his boot. I disagree. I think that Wim Hof is just an average person who has learned to use their brain and their body in a lot of ways that we talk about on the show, that there is another level that we just aren't familiar with. Absolutely. I was doing a bit. Yeah, um, you always are, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Okay, let's let's just knock these out really quick. Go for it. He's emerged himself in ice for almost two hours without his core body temperature lowering a degree, Holy Tyler. shit. So he broke a world record by doing that. Guess who holds the record for second and third longest attempts in ice? Who? Wim Hof. Show off. He reached the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro in less than 32 hours in shorts. <laughs> he swam 80 meters below an ice shelf. That's over 250 feet in negative 30 degree water. It's almost a football field. In one breath, Tyler. And finally, what? he was injected with an endotoxin that causes people to get severely sick within minutes. It didn't affect him. He can control his autonomous nervous system with his mind, with breathing techniques, with meditation. And this guy, a yoga master, has done yoga at the top of these mountains that people, in, in, in underwear, in these, these extreme temperatures that people can't even stand in, mm -hmm. in their winter clothes. This guy is an X-Man. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, and nobody knows about him. Yeah, I, you know what? Whenever they show these supreme beings of of superior strength and mind coming to Earth and and doing crazy shit, we're looking they, at you, Magnus von Magnuson. They always show like the FBI showing up, the military with tanks. Where are the tanks on this guy? We need guns pointed at him. He could grow tentacles at any time and take over the world. Thanks a lot. I hate you. 
I not, get it. Not really. I, I get it. Not really. But I get sometimes it. Sure. I want I want to hate you. That's all right. We'll we'll keep working on it. I think we'll get, I want we'll, to want to hate you. We'll set up a gold star system, Tyler. We'll work towards our goals. Ryan, I looked up, did men ever put their jacket on the ground for women? Is it true? Oh hell no. But maybe but kinda. Yeah. But kinda. Yes. It, it is, but kinda. It stemmed from a rumor that Queen Elizabeth once came upon a puddle and a very chivalrous knight next to her uh, draped Sir his- Sir Walter Raleigh. That sounds about right. Uh, but it's said to be a, a, a not a real Tall story. Tale. And there, it's perpetuated by movies over the over the years. Okay. Of this idea that men drop their coats sure. on puddles for women to And it's on. really stupid. I'm glad it's not real. Tyler, I constantly reference Kama Sutra. Do I have any clue what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, hell no. The Kama Sutra is an ancient Indian text. I think when most people talk about Kama Sutra, they think it is a manual on sex positions. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Right. That's what I think of it as. It is not. It is a guide to the art of living well, the nature of love, finding a love partner, and maintaining one's love life. It's basically an ancient Indian text. It's a philosophical take on contentment. Hmm. Sex is a very small part of it. What do you think oh. about that? You look disappointed. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. If sex is a very small part of it, but I was already out because I am not that flexible. It is the introspective look at what triggers desire, what sustains it, and how and when that is good and bad. And if you want to work on your flexibility, I can just push on your back like we're trying to close an overly full suitcase. And finally, Tyler. That sounds healthy. Did I look up how Jingle Bell's Batman smells finally took off? You already said you did. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did. How about this? We were wondering about the viral nature and how it occurred. It came up. In California in the 1960s, when Batman was a very big thing. All right. But in the 1960s, spread with military families around the world during the Vietnam era. So oh. it actually took a, a, a viral take, almost like one of those video games where you're trying to infect the world, which is in poor taste, ladies and gentlemen, and spread from California, if you believe what I read. So somebody got the high score is what you're it saying. It was the internet before the internet, man. So you're saying that there was actually a benefit to the Vietnam War. Sure. Oh, wow. Sure, yeah. Wow. Killed a lot of people that yeah. didn't believe in what they were fighting for. Lots and of that Agent Orange over there that Pro gave people weird ass cancer. Probably the war was about a lot of things that we're still not even totally sure about, but Jingle Bells Batman smells, baby. Robin Lake in review. Oh, and is anybody watching these ankle monitors? Oh, hell no. All right, Tyler, this has gone on way too long. What My was head, that about an ankle monitor? Nobody's watching them, dude. They just All use right. it. Once you've committed a crime, they go back and they find out where you've been. It ain't helping out a lot. So, Tyler, my head is spinning. I need some sort of a, a true crime segment that's going to bring me down. You know what I mean? And that's what brings you down. Yeah, I need my fix. Give it to me, daddy. Oh, <laughs> that all would have been fine if you just would have left out the daddy part. Poppy? Better. Ryan, first I want to say thank you to Murderpedia.org org for this information love murderpedia.com are you being serious no or? being dead oh, serious yeah. murderpedia.com it's, it's awesome super helpful it's wikipedia but for the the, the twisted and the deranged for mirror dear i don't think i'm allowed to do that first podcast on the right is first my idea and no one else's nobody's doing this and it shocks me and second you would think people would go after the serial killer conversations sure. but man let's it's give just it a go untapped resource and second i tap that it's where we do a shallow dive 
on some terrifying aspects of our world, although it's been exclusively tied to serial killers because sure. they're super interesting. So what do you got going on today? This week, and Ryan, I genuinely mean it when I say I want you to do some dick stepping if you have any and sure. all information. You know, I can't help it. Jump in. <laughs> and Jump in. And what that is is where some people consider themselves like historians or World War II experts. For whatever the reason, serial killers have always been my bag baby. And he's going to let you know about uh, it. I can't help it. <laughs> I, I am, I'm the well-actually guy from hell in this scenario. This week, we're going to talk about Gertrude Van Fossen a.k.a. Gertrude Banaszewski, a.k.a. Gertrude W., a.k.a. finally, the torture mother. I am not familiar with this one, Tyler. I mean, maybe we'll wade into it. Maybe I'll have some information, but that's not ringing. With the moment that you said Gertrude, I went into a cold sweat. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, can I research this without him noticing? I don't think I know this one. Well, she's basically a mix between BTK and... And Charles Manson. And everybody loves both of those characters. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, it's minus the music and the drugs. It's like Benifer. Exactly like that. <laughs> exactly like that, but less tragic. I'm accusing them of murder, in case anybody's not clear. So tell me about Gertrude. What's going on with this hoe? When she was convicted in 1965, it was called the single worst crime perpetrated against an individual in Indiana's history. Oh, so she, I, I was picturing this being in like Germany or something. Okay, so this nope. is in the good old US of A. Oh yeah, those, oh yeah, those, we know how to do serial killers right. Those colors don't run. <laughs> what? Miss Gertrude was born in 1929, also known as Ryan. The Great Depression? That is also true, but also the Dark Ages. Oh, the Dark Ages, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, the Great yeah. Depression, yeah. very good. Absolutely, very good. oh man, I, I know stuff. <laughs> And as we talk about all the time, dude, life was really hard back then. Well, we talk about all the time. Uh, also, is it possible to be a child who grows up without trauma? Definitely not at that time. No. I bet you wild trauma was going on because of just what you're describing. You're in such deep pits, you know? And not only that, they had no idea what trauma was. They they didn't have PTSD or depression or even anxiety back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did have it. Oh, they, yeah. They just didn't know They about just it. called it a standard Tuesday. <laughs> That's a working man's face yeah. right there. Go to bed and do it again. <laughs> well, growing up. Let me just give you just a few details on her on her life growing up, it, because not much is known about her uh, early life, but she had a very close bond with her father and the exact kind of relationship with her mother. And what do we say about people with mommy issues? That they will never be a problem and they got it all together. That's exactly right, Ryan. At 11-year-old, she watched her father die of a heart attack uh, in front of her face. That's that's. Deeply troubling. Deeply yeah. troubling. At 16, she dropped out of school, got married, and subsequently had four children. This woman seems to have been a baby factory for her husbands. Back in those times, you were just trying to establish a staff for your family business. You know what I mean? Pretty you need, much. You needed somebody out tilling the field. Free labor is, I, is what you're talking about. Bring it back. Well, the man's name was John Benazuski. Okay. Now, John had a bit of a temper. This is a man who would routinely beat the ever-loving shit out of Gertrude for, and I quote, annoying him. Yeah. She was with him for 10 years. Well, and a lot of those, I, I hate, I want to be careful what words I used, people who are damaged from childhood trauma, from other things that have happened in their life and have not done anything to work on it, 
can then attract other people that will keep abusing them in a way that they are accustomed to. That is, you actually unconsciously seek out the abuse. For me, it's directly conscious. I'm looking <laughs> I want for it. it. I've been posting ads on Craigslist. Tyler, hit me in the knee with that bat. <laughs> <laughs> Just get me through the day. I call that the Tanya Harding. <laughs> She finally got a divorce and went on to get married two more times, having two more children. Wasn't that looked down upon in those times? Very much so. Okay. And one of those marriages and those two children was when she got back with her original husband, the abuser. Mm, they say leopards don't change their stripes, Tyler. <laughs> Nailed it. During that relationship, 37-year-old Gertrude began having an affair with 23-year-old Dennis Lee Wright. Okay. And what do you think happened in that relationship, Ryan? I'm worried that you used all three of his names. That always bodes very poorly when you have to put in- David, I gave it away. Yeah, <laughs> because you just call the guy David Wright. But if you got to put in the middle name, that means he needs to be separated from all the David Wrights or whatever his name is. I'd imagine it didn't go swimmingly. Not very well. It did not go very well. That's right. He abused her no. and fathered two kids with her. And as soon as that second child was born, pre-internet, he disappeared. Well, I will say it's easy to joke around because that's what we do here. But the fact of the matter is, it's very, very tough to break that chain to start treating yourself better, which then causes other people to treat you better. That's very hard. Absolutely. And as we just spoke about, they didn't have those resources back in the we day. We still are struggling. Very much so. Yeah. But thankfully, we're now seeing the birth of this movement in it. I think it's going to be... Very beneficial for the world. Now get your shit together, audience. Let's go, America. <laughs> Wake up, mentally health challenged people. <laughs> Somebody watch these ankle monitors. <laughs> now with seven children and no income, she had become destitute. And as you said, at that time, if you're a woman with a child, yeah. a single child and no husband. With just a divorce. Just a divorce. Yeah. You are seen as less than. Sure. She had seven. Yeah. And, and, and money is hard to come by in the best of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine things got pretty tough. Now, it was further exacerbated when her 17-year-old daughter became pregnant by uh, having a fling with a middle-aged married man. Oh, and these, these things perpetuate themselves forward generationally. Absolutely. Very, you learn what your environment is teaching you. And, you. and you exhibit the wounds of your parents very often. I mean, simply put, Gertrude's life was shite. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Income are two victims. Well, I guess it's our third victim because Gertrude was a victim herself. And I'm sure her kids, but please continue Sim with your woke well, I'm, conversation. Where it's coming from is what I mean, where it originated from. Uh, Sylvia Marie Likens, 16, and her younger sister, Jenny, 15. Gertrude's daughter, Paula, invited these two sisters to stay over one night at their house. And since they didn't have anywhere to go due to trouble at home, they moved in with the family at the cost of $20 a week. Okay, cool. So you're helping out a little bit. I'm that, sure uh, two more right. mouths to feed is, is helped out a little bit by some income. Absolutely. And she had no income herself. Gertrude had no income. She was getting very infrequent uh, payments from her former husband. Sure. Her life was not in a good situation. So as you said, $20 coming in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is slowly starting to come back actually. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, a Lord of the flies gone even wronger. Yeah, It's really scary actually, if we're talking about the same thing. So and, please continue. And gross. Yeah. Now 
the first week went great. But when the second week rolled around and that $20 wasn't produced, yeah. Gertrude flew into a bit of a rage run. Yeah, not, not too great at expressing herself. Sadie. No. Oh, well, she's great at expressing one thing. Sure. Well, a couple things. We'll get into that. Love. Yeah. Well. And breast milk. Now, Ryan, <laughs> what do you think is the appropriate response to this scenario? Two teenagers who has just fallen on hard times. They have moved in with you. It's the, the second week. They have not given you the money. How do you respond? You have your kids burn them with cigarettes. Hey, we're talking about the same <laughs> Oh, are we? Yes, we I are. I thought that was like some sort of sexy dream I had. <laughs> We'll bleep that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Why are you writing that down? <laughs> Would you like to know what Gertrude did? Uh, please. She laid them on their stomachs with their dresses and underwear pulled down around their ankles and beat their asses. And I mean that literally. Yeah. She beat their bare asses hard. I'm going to say, and perhaps this is a controversial take, Gertrude had some shit going on. Perhaps, Serious. perhaps this wasn't about the $20. Maybe this ran a little bit deeper than we had all anticipated. Well, and you notice how this punishment, at least starting off, is could be a good Saturday for another person. If she would have just not been so repressed, she could have gotten this shit out. Uh, yes. Let's keep in mind they're 15 and 16 years old. I have, well, I'm talking about Gertrude. Okay, just making Gertrude. sure. And I've already towed the line with some of my comments, so let's bring it down. Yes, I'm talking about where Gertrude, her decision-making. You, you could have done anything, you do this. Agreed. As you know, this kind of behavior only escalates, Ryan. It has nowhere to go but up. All right. Or down. All right. Some people will call it down. Yeah, but heat rises, and this is all rage. This is fervor. Sure. This is craziness. Yeah. yeah, but it's building and building. Building and building as it is wont to do. Now- that everything I just told you was a setup for what follows. And I'm going to warn our listeners now, what is coming up is horrid. Yeah, this gets bad. As we say here, put the kids to bed because I'm basically ending this segment with a list of said escalations. Or wake them up, depending on how sick and twisted your kids are. Well, then you're a Gertrude at that point and sure. don't listen to this show, sure. please. Sure. Get a bat with a nail through it. It's going to expedite the process. Now, Gertrude would find any reason to punish the sisters. Once the Banazuski children mentioned to Gertrude that they were disgusted with how much food they saw Sylvia eating. Now, Ryan, let's go back to Previous question, sure. how would you handle this situation? Have my kids burn them with a cigarette. <laughs> it's a one-track mind. Could we try it once? <laughs> we haven't even looked into it. How do we know it doesn't work? I don't know. Did they do that thing to uh, like they did in Seven where they kicked her in the stomach? What'd they do? No. Gertrude went with the, well, why don't you smoke a whole carton of yeah, cigarettes? Yeah. And then dialed that up to an 11. Mm. She, forced, she forced Sylvia to eat a hot dog piled with condiments. When she threw up, Gertrude forced her to bend down and ingest her vomit. Can I can I opt out of, of finishing the segment with nope, you? Nope, nope, nope. You got to sit there and take all it. Right, it's right. believed That's that terrible. the incident that broke the camel's back, as it were, was when Gertrude overheard Sylvia tell her younger sister that she had let a boy feel her up. Gertrude went into a rage screaming obscenities, accusing Sylvia of being a prostitute. Salute. Which is something that she continued to do for anything. Uh, you know she said lady of the night. Any <laughs> you know she did. No, she specifically said the word prostitute 
countless times. She wow. called Sylvia prostitute constant. That's like when we called you gay growing up. You're just inviting it on yourself. And then it happens, yeah. you bastards. Yeah, we talked it into existence. Why couldn't you have just called me a billionaire? You're welcome, <laughs> men of Miami. You're welcome, men of the night. Well, can I tell you Can I tell you what stood out to me about this? And perhaps there will be some dick stepping here. No, please. That while torturing these two women, they got not only their own kids, but they got kids from the neighborhood to get involved. And that is what chilled me deepest to my core, is that not only did you have this one monster with a monster mentality, it could then be broadcast to other people. And that mob mentality of, hey, if they're doing it and they're doing it, why shouldn't I be doing it? Mm -hmm. That is what chills me to my core, that I was just following orders vibe. You know what I mean? Well, And what we're talking about is awareness. Having that awareness to not follow those emotions of, of going down that path of wanting to be liked and being able to look at the situation and go, this is fucked up. But even beyond that, it's almost like the Milgram experiment. Like where are, are people inherently evil? Like it's very scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I would have gone with the crowd. I'm, I'm a bit of a peer pressure uh, giver in her. So I would have, you know, Cut off a finger? Well, I have once, I, maybe just the pinky. You know me, Remember, man. I need I, five of them. I wouldn't be able to, well, cut off the girl's finger. I wouldn't have been able to, I, I just can't do that. The way that I am with nah. looking at physical violence and I can feel it, yeah. there's no chance that I could go down that path with them. Yeah, that would be a rabbit hole that you would fall into Absolutely. and never come out of. Yeah, for sure. And that was somebody's uh, fate. Yep. So as she goes into a, a rage, screaming obscenities, calling Sylvia a prostitute, after this is, while this is all going on, Sylvia sits down in a chair. Gertrude forces her out of the chair and says, you ain't fit to use chairs no more. Ouch. And from that point on, anytime Sylvia wanted to use a chair, she had to get explicit permission from Gertrude. That just sounds like a little old-fashioned discipline, Tyler. I, I don't know. That's, that's going to bring those grades right up. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about this feeling up business anymore. So that's, so you keep those hands where I could see turn, everybody clap. Yeah. So you turn, Wait a minute. you're not using your hands. You turn your daughter into a nun by making sure she's not allowed to use chairs. No, I'm joking around. Obviously this is a deeply disturbed person very. and a very scary situation. So the following day as an act of vengeance, Sylvia started to spread around the school that Gertrude's oldest daughter was having sex with multiple boys and charging money for it. When word got around to the oldest daughter's 15 year old boyfriend, later that day, he drove to Gertrude's house and beat the shit out of Sylvia and the entire time, Gertrude was heavily encouraging it. Not only that, since that day, every Saturday, it became a tradition for this guy to come over and practice his judo moves on Sylvia and would just beat the ever-living shit out of her. That's what life's all about, man. You got to have something to look forward to. You know what I mean? You got to just, just put a vacation off in the horizon. And, you know, like, man, pretty soon it's going to be Saturday. And, you know, I'm tired of my fucking boss, but man, I could taste Saturday. You know what I mean? I could taste it because I still have blood in my mouth. I got a little bit in my pocket. I'm just kidding. Satire. I mean, damn, Satire. dude. Satire. I'm damn. just kidding. I, I got a little, you know, this is getting a little dark. You know, I'm trying it's to very dark. spice it up. Gertrude's children would use the sisters as their playthings, which involved beatings and pushing them downstairs. Mm. That's, that's, hey, let's all play a fun game of push them down the stairs. Not cool. But that's kind of like what Red Rover is. Oh, Red Rover was a dangerous game. And again, I think it must be acknowledged that this was decades ago, almost 100 years ago. I mean, pretty much pushing somebody downstairs was about as entertaining as things got. That idea that 1965 is almost 100 years ago <laughs> makes my heart break. I don't want to really? talk, I don't talk about it. It's beautiful. That's right before my time, darling. It hurts me. So once Sylvia, once 
when Sylvia needed a sweatsuit for gym class and obviously couldn't afford it, she stole one from school. When Gertrude found out about the theft, she burned the tips of her fingers with lit cigarettes. And then from then on, Gertrude's children uh, that smoked would just arbitrarily put their cigarettes out on, on Sylvia. Not a good vibe. All right, let's end this because this is the, it's too much. The, the, this the, is getting the, dark as hell. The, this is the last one, and and then and then uh, and then we're gonna end it. I actually have more, but I'm as I'm reading this, I'm, re- I'm realizing it, it is. It's gotten thick. It's gotten really dark. Yeah, it's yeah. gotten really dark. Sure. So so I'm gonna say this last sentence. I have to say it just to show you how depraved this got. It's gonna be the worst thing I say so far. Please forgive me. You okay, buddy? Yeah, it's it. Yeah, you okay? Go ahead. All right, get I'm, it out. I'm proud of you for for sticking through it's this. Dark, with me. It's dark. Go ahead. It Ex- is dark. It is. It's a, it's a serial killer. Not too long after that, Sylvia went around collecting bottles and cans to raise some funds for herself. When she got back, Gertrude accused her of prostitution, did it all the time, brought her into the living room where her sons and the neighborhood boys were hanging out, and under threat of beating her little sister, made her strip and use a Coca-Cola bottle on herself. Yep. It was... Terrible. I'm really, I'm really glad that you had to get that in. That's uh, that that was that's nice. It's it nice really little, important. Nice little touch. Sure. It that, goes on. It goes on to uh, Sylvia being locked in the basement because she wasn't deemed human anymore. I thought you said you weren't going to do these. I'm just ending it. I'm ending it. Go I'm just on. saying how it ended. She eventually succumbed to her injuries after she was beaten. Uh, some of the people went on, got away scot free. Some of the neighborhood boys. One of them went to. Three of them went to juvie. Eighteen months in. After they got out, the gravity of their crimes uh, hit them, and they started chain smoking so much that they died of lung cancer within two years. Wow! That's how it, that's how these disassociations can get away with you. Like Nazi soldiers in the concentration camps, they're able to disassociate from the things that they're doing, and then when they're shown these things later, it crashes down on them. Exactly right. Uh, so um, that you know, that's uh, that's Sylvia. Uh, the younger sister survived, thank goodness. There is, I would suggest people go look into this because it's wildly interesting. I wouldn't. There's so many different details in here that are really interesting. Um, and that Ryan is first podcast on the right. I saw your, I saw your energy and your demeanor begin to crumple into well, the desk. You know, it, and, and I, I started to get in my own head, and I, and I, I'm sorry for what I just well, did to people. Well, it is, it is. I just think with anything, and I'm glad we're having this conversation on the air. It's the, it's the, it's the balance between details and keeping a segment moving. If we stay on one topic for 20 minutes. I, I just think it's it's about finding that thing. You can get your point across without us just hitting the the listener over the head with this dark, dark, heavy stuff. But I, but I think dark, dark, heavy stuff is part of the world that we live in, and I think we should be allowed to talk about it openly. Sure, sure. And and I sustained. I didn't mean to be insulting at all. I no, sustained. no, it's not insulting. It's okay. just when these things come up, and it's like, whoa, why are we talking about this? Some shit in life is super dark, and I think it should be brought to light. We should talk about these I things. I agree. I agree. I just think that it's finding the mix between detail and, move, you know, moving. That's it. So, I, I anyway, I think you did a great job. If you make me go get that Coke bottle, you're going to have a bad time. I think it's still in there. Great job, Tyler. Please tell people how they can get in touch with us. Uh, please go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, leave a voicemail and tell me how upset you are with the segment I just did. We love you guys. No, Tyler, the segment was very good. I hope that I did not give that off, that I didn't like it. I love you very much, and I think you did a great job. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is the moral? Wait, 
Wait a minute. Trying to end this show. Tell her I'm trying to end this show so bad. I'm trying to end this show so bad. Did you just say that my segment was good and you followed it up with, I love you so much? I do love you so much. That's like saying, hey, is your friend hot? No, she's got a great personality. What is the moral of the story, Tyler? Moral of the story is now I'm beating myself up over my own segment. I can't control that, buddy. Neither can I, apparently. Apparently not. What you got? The moral of the story is, uh, 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 man, no matter how in your head you can get, go ahead and, and, and put yourself out there anyway, as I just did. And it's scary. And my tumbly is all rumbly right now. Sure. Not in the good way. Sure. Uh, but do it anyway, because this is, these are the things that free us from these constraints that we have placed on ourselves. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is that the brain can actually do a lot of things that we are pretended that it can't. There is a guy out there named Wim Hof. Look it up. This guy is proving all the things that we talk about on the show, all the things that people want to pretend just straight up don't exist because it fits the narrative of what it is that we're talking about every day. And I think that we can evolve beyond what we become, which is an unhappy, menial people. Mm, I'm working towards it. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Good job, buddy. I wasn't talking shit about your... No, I, I know you were. Okay. I know you were. Good. I love you. What thing? Oh, oh, heard that. too bro i really hope i didn't offend you no i i promise you you didn't You don't like that? Red circle. I like to treat listeners to a little audio aperitif. Sure. A, I, I, when we start these things off, I, I was giving you a little... Look at me. I don't want to. No brothers should make co- eye contact as they do that with one another. Unless their last name is Menendez. Tyler. Ty- Funny story about that. Tyler. Tyler, how are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. What's going on? It's uh, popalopping, as the kids are saying. Nothing, buddy. I'm going full nerd here. There's a Renaissance Festival coming up oh! soon. And my group that I play D&D with, Dungeons and Dragons. Dicks and dudes. We're going to go. That's another group. We get together on Mondays. Right. Uh, we're going to go to said Renaissance Festival dressed as our D&D characters. Powerpuff Girls. And I am looking. No, I did that for Halloween one year. I was Bubbles. That's a true story. Um Michael Jackson's chimp. I am, I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna stay on course today. I, appreciate, I am. My I, brain's I all over the place. Uh, I am looking at robes, majestic, wizardy robes. Okay, so you're gonna be a wizard. Yeah. 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 And it, and it comes with one of those really big hoods oh, that hangs cool. that hangs over the eye, so I can creepily stare at people from the darkness, and nobody can tell where I'm looking. Like you do now from your room. That's fantastic. So you've got a big day coming up. I'm excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a big day coming up. What's new with you, right? <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh, not real. A lot of pre. Well, uh, that's relatively true. A lot of pressure. 
Is that what you got her for Valentine's Day? What? A lot of pressure? A lot of pressure, right? While she's sleeping, especially around the clavicle, Tyler. <laughs> she's got nowhere to go. What's she going to do about it? Yeah, so I don't know. I wonder, the reason I bring it up is I wonder if this is a thing that is a common worry. When people listen to the show and we talk about ourselves, which is constant, um, I'm I'm hoping that people can see some of their own situation in what it is that we're talking about. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm wondering if people are worried. There's a pressure to do this, like a birthday or even like a New Year's Eve. What are you doing on New Year's Eve? Big deal. Big deal. There's this pressure that's applied for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, New Year's Eve is kind of out of left field. I've never uh, thought of pressure associated with what am I doing on New Year's Eve? I don't mean gifts, of course. I mm. mean, like, it's a big deal. It's a... Uh, you're, you've got to be hobnobbing and rubbing elbows with the upper echelon, Tyler. You've never heard of this? No. And and why are you rubbing elbows? And you don't like small, chop, uh, small talk. You don't like uh, uh, chit-chat. I don't. Yeah, I find you it don't. to be boring. Yeah, you don't. Don't quote me what the weather is outside. <laughs> I've been there, okay? And no, Just it's not wacky. <laughs> it's been around for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't particularly like small talk. I do uh, find it to be a waste of time. Unless it is literally raining cats and dogs, don't talk to me about the fucking weather. And you stepped in a poodle. <laughs> Damn, that was good. <laughs> That's a joke from when I was in second Oh, grade. is it? Oh, man. Well, whoever came up with that joke, great job. Oh, and we're also going to kind of touch on some of this. I found out where Jingle Bell's Batman smells came from. <laughs> Did you really? I mean, who could ever trust anything that they ever hear? Nope, but I'm going to fully believe whatever you tell me. Because what we had talked about was how did it go viral before going viral went viral. That's right. And I think I actually found an answer to it, which I think is interesting. Yeah, what was uh, pre-internet, basically? Sure. The so, forgotten times. Now, I want to talk about something here in the pregame, and I put stuff in the pregame when I'm trying to bury it, like a cat who's taking a shit in the litter box there's shame involved. And I want to get Accurate. it. I want to get it out. You know what I mean? Okay. See, dogs will leave you a present right in the middle of the room. Cats have no time for your bullshittery. Yeah. They want to be in a little enclosed box that smells like ammonia. And I get it. I'm a cat, Tyler. I'm a cat person. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Here's what I want to talk about. Here's the turd I want to cover. <laughs> Please let's move on. Yes. You and I have talked about this before, and I don't know how much of this is appetizing to the people that we're talking to, because I know a lot of people come here for sophomoric humor mm -hmm. and brothers being jocular in a jocular type way. For sure, but I would also say that they're going to get whatever we give them. They have no control here. We sure. make the choices. Sure, but also, I don't know. I think that this, this show has morphed over time into what we want from it. We've been dare I say, spiritual at certain times and also distancing ourselves from that. So I want to have a discussion that you and I have had off mic many, many times, but I don't think we've ever had it on mic. Okay. And that is, what is the purpose of meditation? There's a million. I talked about it on the show last week uh, about the science and, and how it helps you and yeah. can be anti-aging and all these different crazy things that yeah, I, yeah. I thought was interesting. For sure. Um, but what is the practical application of meditation? You sit down, you focus on your breathing sure. or whatever your mantra, whatever your situation is. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of that? Why would anybody want to do that? Uh, to show everybody that you're better than them. Sure. To go out there sure. and show your peers. If you have a Bible, put it in your hands. Absolutely. Mwah. Absolutely. Open it. Big old Italian. Somehow guess. he's reading it and meditating mm. at the same time. Is that Braille? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is just simply to quiet your mind, not in the sense 
of no thoughts, which is not possible. There is no such thing as not having thoughts. You'd be dead. Yeah, that's that's dead. Right. Uh, it is being okay with the thoughts that come up. Okay, that's beautiful. And that's exactly where I was headed. And I'm feeling super vulnerable here. And I'll tell you about a story that makes me look foolish, which is what everybody wants. It is <laughs> Tyler's drinking, but he is also giving the sign like a, when a Bring baby it on. when a baby wants its milk. <laughs> it just he's like, yes, yes, feed me, mommy. Baby want milky, <laughs> <laughs> like Miss Titty. Exactly. Um, so well, let's drop that in right here, please. I'm fluid. I'll be anything you wanna be. Call me daddy or mommy. Give you milky. So the idea is where you have a thought that isn't particularly something that you want to indulge in. And then there's that moment of you going along with it. And then you have another thought that says, Hey, you're doing it. We've thought about this. We've decided what we're going to do when this happens. Let's go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody has their own version of that. And forgive me if I'm losing you guys, but I am going somewhere. And again, it will end with me looking like a bitch. I believe what you're talking about is a business decision, is I have decided to do this and I'm going to go do it. Dude, the idea, so much of my journey with meditation and what really has shocked me about it is, so much of it is clerical work, where you're lost in the throes of passion. You're like... Pardon me. Mm-hmm. We've decided on what we're doing here. You have to be your own assistant. That's exactly. Sir, 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 you have to put your pants back on. Dare I sir. say your own parent. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is really weird and scary. Yeah. And if I wanted, you know, the kook alert pisses people off, so I'll try to maintain not using it as much as That's possible. That's why I went with assistant. It's a little bit easier to digest, Absolutely. Ryan. Absolutely. And you don't sound like as much of a kook. Yeah, and you can sexually harass them all you want, and nobody can get in trouble. It's like the 50s again. Your parents? I mean- Tomato assistant. So here's the idea. The time, the more that you practice meditating is the shorter the distance between your first uninhabited thought and the thought of, hey, you're doing it. And as that time gets closer and closer together, it will at one point. I don't know. That's what I want to talk about. What happens when those two points coincide? Enlightenment. Is that enlightenment? Being in the moment fully and completely all the time, that is enlightenment. Well, I had this real breakthrough today, and this is where I look like a bitch. I'll give it to you, and I'm going to play this just up front. That's kind of gay. Thank you. Here is the situation. Stop with the buildup of you being a bitch and just give us the story of you being a bitch. That's kind of gay. That's for me. (laughs) Just I I am offering that to the story gods who is tired of my prattling on. So here's the situation. I meditated today with Nicole, okay? We were outside. It was my, you know, first one of the day, et cetera. And it ended with me trying to explain to her the experience that I just had. Okay. And it ended with me breaking down and bawling like, uh, I, I was going to say like- A little bitch. Like a little bitch. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. That's probably the most PC way that I could say it. Like a little bitch. And, and what I was trying to explain is what I'm interested in is what happens when those two moments collide. I'm putting myself really out there and I'm being very vulnerable. I'm really close to that. And I'm not saying that with any sort of, uh, you know, grandiosity or being better than anybody because the way it's representing itself right now in my life is this war inside my brain because it's just, this is happening. No, wait, stop. This it's, it's tearing me apart limb from limb metaphorically. And, uh, and I I was going to say, you'd never look better. Thank you. (laughs) You you look so good without your limbs. I know it's like Jesus up there on that cross. He is just shredded. (laughs) 
You seen that six pack, dude? Have you lost weight? Oh my, that's a <laughs> crown of thorns, dick lines. Sorry, dog. Yeah, sorry. We were kidding around. So nonetheless, I and I know I'm putting myself out there, and I'm sure this isn't interesting to anybody. I'm just super interested in what happens next. Not even for me. It, what happens in this journey? Like, what is what are we hoping for? Well, I think it's much like awareness. Like when you discover. Uh, that there are actually two voices in your head. The voice that's going off in your head way is, more than that. is not you. <laughs> way more than that. It's not you. It is your ego. Sure. And then it is you. Yeah. Your real self. Yeah, but my ego's got like some burner accounts. Oh, and they're an egg absolutely. on Twitter. And absolutely. they are just bombarding me. <laughs> he says such mean things. With like Kevin Durant <laughs> comments. And I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> I want to get my own anonymous accounts, but then they just join in with the egg and it's old thing. Why do you hate me? What have I done? <laughs> and that's it. You find out there there's these two separate voices, the ego and you. And then it's learning to sustain that. When you first, and that's awareness. That's what yeah. we know is awareness. It's being aware of that. And when you first gain awareness, it's, you have it, what, once a month? Like, oh, oh, I'm oh, doing yeah. it. You'll you'll wake up one day and be like, man, I shut that off for about a week and a half. Yeah, what just happened? Like, oh shit, I had that whole awareness thing yeah. happen to me a week yeah. ago. And then where I'm at now. Such is, is the journey, bro. I'm doing it hundreds of times a day. Exactly. And then it becomes closer and closer and closer and closer. And it all it is, is learning to sustain that. What you're talking about I think if I may go full kook, you're going to reach the next level, but then it's learning to sustain that level. I think you're totally right. Uh, I think that just to wrap it up, awareness to some degree is supposed to be kept inside the body. When your awareness goes to, well, what is this person going to think about this? And what happens down the line when I do that? You have now lost your awareness. It is now, I I, want to end. I I was going to say, I I agree with everything you're saying, but you sound like a crazy person. I feel so naked right now. (laughs) But I really do want us to be able to express who we really are. And I think when the show is at its best is when we are being vulnerable and making fun of it. Like we understand that some of this isn't palatable, but this is what we talk about very often. Very much so. In the in the dark corners of our house where nobody can hear us. Well, I was just about to say at the very end of the episode, which is where this is going to be. So a lot of people have checked out by now. You're fine. Okay, how about this? <laughs> I'm going to call somebody out. Can we bring people back into the tent? I'm going to call somebody out. Whoa, Tommy. really? Yes, I am. Hey, chain smokers. Oh, boy. You heard of them? I know a couple. Okay, they just put out another song, okay? And it is about... Oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about people who smoke very regularly. I'm not talking about mom's mom. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my mistake. The group, the chain smokers, Tyler. I don't know them personally. Poppy <laughs> techno music. You heard of it? They are excellent. Well, here's the deal. They just put out a new song, and okay. it is so predictable. It's so chain smokers. The whole song is basically a catchy chorus. Okay. Uh, He brings up your Air Force Ones. It's got that one little quirky thing that you know where you're like, oh, that. And I'm going to tell you, Chainsmokers, your new single, High. That's a workout banger. It's a workout banger. Oh, it is a workout. I wasn't sure if you were setting it up for. I I, I put a little twist on that. I was going to say. Because I listened to it. I'm like, Chainsmokers, I know what you're doing. This is an algorithm. You're just, you're playing to your constituency. I fucking love it. Mm, So good. You really threw me through a loop right there. I'll kill you. (laughs) 